Hi again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of RV Business Capital Talk, sponsored by Eric Sell and also available as a podcast. I'm Rick Kessler. He's Sherman Goldenberg, and we're from RV Business. And joining the two of us today is Travis and Melanie Carr. The two of them are the leaders, and I'm see get this right. Travis is the president and co-CEO, and his other co-CEO is uh, Melanie, who also serves as the vice president of the Escapees. Thank you very much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. One thing we probably, I'm sure people know this, but uh, Travis and Melanie represent the third generation of the Escapees leadership. Um, Travis, of course, his grandparents. Uh, actually, you know what, Travis, why don't you go ahead and tell us, give us the rundown of the history. Sure. And I'll let Mel jump in here as needed too, because there's a lot to it. But <laughs> yeah, the, the club was founded, Escapees Army Club was founded by Joe and Kay Peterson, uh, who are my grandparents back in 1978. Uh, and it all started with a simple newsletter because back then there was no cell phones, internet, and means to connect, right? So they had to, to rely on snail mail and a newsletter uh, to share messages and create rallies and ways to get together. So that's the starting roots of the club was a finding way of connecting full-time RVers uh, at that time together on the road. Um, and that's really the founding roots. And since then, a lot has changed. We have RV parks and magazines and so forth, so on. But that's kind of the founding roots um, of the organization. And probably most notably is our mail forwarding service, which also serves as a domicile for full-time RVers in Texas, Florida, and South Dakota. So, And you can thank my mother for those uh, who kind of created the mail forwarding service, as well as my dad, who did the uh, the escapees parking system that we know today. So. It's, it's fair to say that the escapees are one of the foundational uh, clubs uh, consumer clubs in, in North America at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, we would like to say so. We're definitely one of the largest. Uh, I think for us, we're definitely catering to the RV enthusiasts. Uh, you know, we don't look, like to rely on ourselves or be known as a discount club or something of that nature. We're definitely a community-oriented and support organization. Yeah, we hear a lot of our members say they join for a service, whether it be the mail service or maybe a discount, but they end up staying for the family that they create on the road. As such, uh, throughout the year, and we touched on this a little bit before we started the video, uh, you, the club, works to uh, keep people involved in escapees matters, right? Yes. Yep. Tell us a little Absolutely. about how that, how that works. Yeah. And we do that in lots of different ways. Uh, like I said, community kind of touches every aspect of all of our services. But of course, we have our own event programs and we have a whole handful of those, which is honestly another 10 minutes of just talking about <laughs> what each one of those are. But kind of the broad overview is we have our big national rally, which is actually coming up here in just a week from when we're recording this, um, that we're really excited about. And we're expecting, you know, we currently have 830 registrations and we expect to have a few more roll in. So we are excited to share an update with final numbers once we get on site. But yeah, it's shaping up to be one of the, the largest ones that we've had in the recent years. So and beyond, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say and beyond that, we also have just dozens of events throughout the year from our HOPS program, which is known as Head Out program, uh, which is more of a cater style event. Then we also have our fun Hangouts program um, which is more of a casual kind of uh, all cart experience. 
And then we also have the escapers convergences. So the list goes on and then we have chapters and BOFs, interest group events. I think and the better way, just, to, the way I always like to frame it's it is crazy. we have something for everyone. And a few of these programs are new to escapees over the past five years or so, because we always see a need for something maybe that we don't currently have. And we'll work with the community to build something that fits those needs. So right now, the way that it stands is every event program is different and you can do something that's going to cost a hundred dollars or you do something that's going to cost two thousand dollars depending on the experience that you want the, the the big event that's coming up uh what's the dates and location it's tucson arizona march 19th through the 24th okay that is just around the corner yeah, and we go back to Tucson every other year, and it's a good central location, and that's why we see such a good turnout and such a variety of people come to that. Um, and the entertainment that you can get in the area is amazing as well. <laughs> One thing uh, you, you sort of, uh, um, you, you mentioned it, but I, I'd like to have you talk a little bit more about it, because you mentioned, Kathy, your mom started the, the mail forwarding service, but you guys were uh, two of the handful of people that started the escapers and yeah. that's escape escapers with an x yeah. yes so yeah that was launched in actually in tucson in 2015 we announced it at that escapade and it was really a way to bring working rvers together on the road we were seeing when me and travis were traveling we were on the road six to eight months out of the year and we were finding younger people on our travels, people with kids like we had, and we would ask, you know, have you heard of escapees? And they would reply with, oh yeah, but that's the club for retirees, or that's not really for me. So it was a way to bring the club back full circle because when Joe and Kay started it, they were both working on the road. Um, I think 40 of the first, first families were actually traveling with their kids. And it was just, a much needed resource in the RVing community that wasn't currently being met. And we're finding, you know, the heart and soul of that group is our convergences because people are looking to make those connections. And it now accounts for about 22% of the overall club. So yeah. Yeah. that's significant. Yeah. The, the, a much needed uh, service as you're describing it, essentially, um, it, it, it's sort of a prototype club, uh, referring back to my other state, I call it foundational. But I mean, there's a an a, a RV uh, atmosphere here, a club atmosphere that continues to this day. Is that is that atmosphere, is that definition still strong? People's need to be connected with their peers. And I think that's our biggest goal, Escapers, right? So, and the club as a whole is, Escapers is not a separate membership and a different club. It is definitely just a group that you can choose to belong to. Uh, it is self-opt-in, self-opt-out. Uh, <laughs> so you say it's all one club. It's just there for you if you want it. And it, what we want to create is the ability to support people on the road so they feel like they are making friendships. Too often do we hear, especially in RV enthusiasts, you know, the full-timers who are, uh, you know, traveling full time. They're they're, they're where is my community? community. Right. A stable life, or as you would call it, back at a house with sticks and bricks. And maybe you're close to family. You're definitely close to friends. And when you leave that all behind, it can get lonely. So we have heard quite a few people say, you know, they were considering 
whether the lifestyle was for them until they found the people that they could connect with and travel with and have those meaningful connections on the road that they're lacking by leaving their house behind. Exactly. Yeah. I, can I shift topics? This is a big time shift in topics. Um, the mail forwarding service, and you mentioned South Dakota as one of the, the home states for domicile, um, was just in the news recently. Melanie, actually, you were the one that told me that uh, those two bills were actually killed. Um, yeah. I'm assuming escapees had some uh, behind the scenes activity on that. Yeah, well, you want to touch on that? A yeah, so yeah. RV obviously has been a, a part of the history. Again, this is something uh, my mom, Kathy Carr, uh, kind of really took the lead on and kind of created and uh, kind of came out of the blue back in the 90s with voting rights uh, regarding Texas. So what we saw in South Dakota was something very similar when we see these unfair um, or sometimes unintentional, uh, you know, bills or or um, so forth come legislation, you know, bills come forth that really targets our beers, either again, intentionally or unintentionally, it really doesn't matter. But yes, behind the scenes, what we do is we track these bills and we we read them. We have an absolute director, Jim Koka, who uh, you know reviews these, passes those along, as well as we rely on member submitted information. And, and what we do is it depends on the situation and what it is, you know, we will reach out directly to our representatives, you know, the sponsor, uh, party or those who propose the bill right. and ask you know did you intend for it to be this way you do realize you're targeting a big group of people uh, who live the full-time RV yeah. lifestyle so a big step is really education and when we find out that that may not be the answer then we do you know a grassroots campaign and we did actually call for uh, our members to submit and write in to their representatives for South Dakota and luckily yes those bills were were killed as well as other industry um, organizations were involved with with, yeah. with helping with that too. And we see these come up more often than we'd like, but um, with these big states that are very popular for domicile, we do see some people feel, I think there are people out there who feel that the full-timers using their state is unfair. And so we kind of have to educate them. There are still other things taking place. We encourage those who use another state as their domicile to visit your doctor's appointments there. I mean, they're paying their registration fees. So there's a lot involved and we just want to make sure that they're aware of all of those. We, we, we can't fight every fight. We won't win every fight, but hey, we do do our darndest, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations on winning this fight. Yeah, yeah, we're, yes. Yeah, his mom actually, it's like every waking minute of the day when those issues come up, because it's so near and dear to her heart. And uh, we're thankful to have her and Jim fighting those behind the scenes. Yep. Considering all the things that you do, what, what's the emphasis uh, this year, uh, 2023 going toward 2024 uh, within your club uh, as far as your administration of it? Yeah. Do you want yeah. to take those or I can? Uh, you can start, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's kind of the same old story. We're really focusing heavy on the services that we do well. That's our big, big focus this year is continue hammering home mail service, improving that product to also include our newest iteration of the our mobile app, which we launched last year. Uh, so that'll be a big component as well as just continue to grow our events across the board. We've brought on several new um, assistants uh, for that program to continue to grow that as well. Uh, and really it's just, just kind of keeping up, man. That is the big. <laughs> Such, the industry is growing rapidly. So we see a lot of that and we see a lot of needs, but I think Travis hit it well is that we really want to build or continue to build upon what we already have and strengthen it and make sure that what we're providing the RVing community is the best that it can be and top-notch experiences. And doing all that as 
parents of how many kids? <laughs> we have two. Who uh, we have an eleven-year-old and our six-year-old's about to turn seven in two yeah. months. So yeah, they keep us on our toes, and we're trying to train them. You know, one day hopefully they'll take <laughs> it over too, and we can retire early. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck mind. with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Rick, how are you doing? You you got more? Well, just one last question, and and we'll leave you with this. Um, no, no doubt about it. The the pandemic spike in retail RV sales. Uh, I'm assuming escapees has also been a, a beneficiary of that spike as well. Yeah, well, like Travis said earlier, we definitely cater to the RV enthusiasts. So we see a little bit of a different side of the industry than I would say the dealers or others out there. Um, cause we really cater to those who are serious and full timing, but we have seen over the past five years or so, a real significant growth in our membership and our services as well. Like the mail service continues to, to see an increase as well. So we're kind of taking that as we go along and yeah, and I, th I think it. for us, it's a little different too. I think we'll continue to see that spike actually hit us at a later date and time because really COVID introduced a, you know, introduction into RV, whereas like I said, one of the RV enthusiasts. You know, we think that's going to carry over down the road. Uh, and kind of same with that, um, just on the pandemic terms, the remote working that we're seeing has caused that increase in the escapers community. And we're seeing, you know, a huge need to continue to build those convergence uh, events and grow the map of opportunities that we have there. Very good. That, that convergence, those are more like regional rallies, are they? Those are smaller um, than, say, the Escapers Annual Bash, which takes place in January each year, um, currently in Lake Havasu, Arizona. So that's our one big kind of reunion, if you will. And, and right now they are mostly West Coast just because facilities and, and you know, what we're looking for and providing there and, and availability is easier to find. That's not intentional. We really do want to get out East. We have a couple out East every year, but, but not as many as we want. Uh, but they're not necessarily regional in the sense of to like a chapter or something right. like that. Uh, they can range from 30 RVs up to 400 RVs. So it's a very varied event, uh, depending on what kind of convergence it is. Uh, they're just kind of all unique in their own, their own way. So, yeah, but they definitely go start later and end later. I'll, I'll yeah. leave it at that. And our events, typically with most of our event programs, they run a little longer than a traditional rally, which may just be for the weekend or a few days because we really want to take the time to do activities, build the community and hope that the members walk away with something meaningful from that. So seven to 10 days generally. Yeah. yeah. Very good. I, I would like to personally say how much I've enjoyed this. And yes, I do remember working with your your grandparents, uh, Travis, <laughs> and, uh, uh, early on in, in my career. Uh, but you know, for me, thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. Well, oh, thank yeah. you. We're happy to be here. Thanks for having us on. We'd come back anytime. So we just appreciate let us you know. both very much yeah. and everything you do for escapees and escapers. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you.